to Alpha Podflight, the podcast where every episode I'm joined by a guest and we talk about a single issue of the comic Alpha Flight. This time I'm joined by Vince. Vince, could you introduce yourself to the listeners? Uh, yes. Hello, I'm Vince Hunt. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, I'm a comic, so-called comic book writer and artist who does a book called The Red Mouse from Mars. And I also do a podcast called The Awesome Comics Podcast. So that, that's me. I'm a Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> it's a genuine pleasure to have a Gemini on for once. Um, uh, and also you, Je- uh, Vince. Oh, I thanks. called you Jeff. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Amazingly. But you, you know that that's going to haunt me for the rest of my time now. You don't have to worry about it. You've said it. Now, I'm the one that's got to live with that name. Yeah. Um, I don't know what combination of words in my head managed to like smash together to make Jeff, but... <laughs> I don't have but, a problem with Jeffs, by the way. I just want to say on the record, but I'm probably going to get called it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I apologise in advance. But we're not here to talk about an Alpha Flight comic. We're here to talk about um, an Alpha Flight related comic, which is um, Marvel 2-in-1, starring the thing, um, confronting the power of Sasquatch. Yes. It came out in... Uh, it's t- uh, Number eight, uh, sorry, Marvel two in one, number eighty three, January nineteen eighty two, and the creative team was Tom DeFalco wrote it, Ron Wilson was a penciler, Chick Stone was the inker, Joe Rosen was the letterer, George Roussos was the colorist, Jim Salakrup was the editor, and Jim Shooter was the editor in chief. And the title of the issue is Where Stalks the Sasquatch. <laughs> Vince, could you give a synopsis of what happens in this comic? Um, so much happens in this comic. Uh, I mean, first off, let's let's start with the amazing cover before we get into the meat of it, because the cover itself um, has such a polite sort of introduction to a fight I've ever I've ever seen. Basically, um, you've got Alpha Flight's Sasquatch bursting through the trees. Uh, the trees, much like the sort of trees that I draw, have no leaves on them; they're just sticks and. Uh, Good old Ben Grimm's sort of standing there as Sasquatch says, Welcome to Canada, Thing. I hope to make your stay very interesting. (laughs) I don't know quite what to make of that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, but the actual issue itself, um, we start off, and this, I must say, I'm so glad you picked this issue for me to read. um, Because... It's just a good old slobber knocker of an issue, this. and It really uh, is, yeah. yeah. It's a proper, it's the classic Marvel cliched misunderstanding that turns into a fight. But, um, yeah, basically how, how it starts, which I did not expect, you see Giant Man um, just lying on a on a slab as Ben Grimm is sort of worrying about him. Um, because yep. he, he's suffering from radiation poisoning. Um, he's close to death. And Reed Richards, of course, is stretching his arm all the way across the table for reasons. <laughs> um, and obviously Ben Grimm is feeling pretty guilty about it um, because as you'll find out on page two and this is one thing I, I like because from that page one where you've got the, the lovely font that says where stalks the Sasquatch yeah. um, I was thinking I have no idea what what's going on here and then you've got the classic sort of old Marvel comics bit in the bottom right hand corner don't panic faithful one if you don't know what's happening here We'll bring you up to date as painlessly as possible as we thunder along. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like that. They obviously anticipated someone opening this for the first time going, yeah. what the hell is going on here? It's like they knew that we were going to be doing this. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but it was perfect because like, literally page two essentially sets up what has happened. I mean, 
yeah. well, two, two to three. Um, now, what it reads sort of comforting Ben Grimm because he feels guilty about it because Ben Grimm, the mad genius Modoc, um, sort of exposed him to a highly radioactive strain of virus, you know, that old chestnut, yeah. which, I mean, in my eyes, turned him into what the thing looked like when the comics first came out in the 60s. Did you notice that, the look of the thing? He's, um, he's... He, he definitely looks like the thing from the 90s films. <laughs> oh, that's a sick burn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he turns into a slightly meltier version of the thing. Yeah, it's like things made out of putty, because I think his his sort of physical structure is sort of breaking down, isn't it? And it's sort of mutating, and he's yep. dying. And a giant man, obviously, because he's a bit of a genius himself. Uh, what's I don't know name? anything about giant man. Um, I've forgotten his name. Is it Bill Foster? I believe is his name. He's a okay. He was a proper. I mean, uh, this is rudimentary um, knowledge. Plus, the character was just in Ant Man and the Wasp. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I know I know a bit about that. You know, he's he's a genius, sort of like Hank Pym level messes about with okay. radiation, etc. Um, but so many superheroes do. I mean, that makes him the third character in this who's an expert in this comic who's an expert in radiation. That's if you don't include Reed Richards, who's an expert in everything. It's almost like they didn't know any other sciences apart from radiation, <laughs> isn't it? That's literally the only science that exists in the world. Well, it's kind of like the nineties when all the science was about cloning. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, how do you get superpowers? Uh, cloning went wrong. Yeah. How would never... you find your brother? He was a clone. <laughs> How'd you find your wife? She's my clone? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, you never know. That, I mean, I think that's probably more of a realistic future than radiation going everywhere. Well, who knows? True. Who knows? Um, but yes, um, obviously Giant Man steps in and decides to save Ben Grimm's life and uh, cures him, in, in, a, in a sense. Um, turns him back into that great sort of Lego brick figure that we all know and love. Yeah. With the, I mean, the antidote is a one-shot gun. So you shoot the gun at someone once <laughs> yeah. they're cured, and you can yeah. never, ever cure anybody a, else ever again. A gun that kind of looks like, when it's cut on a panel, it just looks like someone's just snapped a hose. <laughs> and like someone's watering their garden. <laughs> yeah, but this, obviously, um, in comics terms, this is powerful radiation rays that saves Ben Grimm, but like... Giant Man falls sick. Then you know he he succumbed to it. So um, he's he's on death's door, and uh, Grimm feels responsible basically. And uh, that's that's the the setup I guess from a previous issue. This must have been. I think Marvel, yes. Marvel team ups were there was quite the two and ones was there was quite a lot of the thing issues I believe wasn't there? Yeah, I think as I've read a few Marvel two and ones now because I like this one so much I've gone and read some more. Is that it was Marvel two and one was the thing and somebody else? Yeah. Or the thing in a bunch of people, uh, and for what I think there's also Spider-Man as well, but that might have been Marvel Team Up. Yeah, Marvel Team Up was Spider-Man a lot because uh, yeah, yeah, I remember Spider-Man and Havoc was one of my first comics. I think with Marvel Team Up, but um, yeah, so so I'm guessing it was the thing in Giant Man, which obviously didn't go very well for Giant Man at the, no. <laughs> at the end of the last issue. Um, so Reed's trying to help out with all of his knowledge, you know, which always when you have the genuine problem can never seem to figure it out no um probably because he didn't have a gun he could just blast, <laughs> blast the radiation away um so you know ben ben grimm's fallen he's fallen apart he's feeling really bad about it and uh he's, he's walking along and the human torch tries to cheer him up this is what 
this made me laugh because he tries to cheer him up in in the human torch kind of way. Wonders like you know. I mean, the first thing he says is "Hi, gruesome, frighten any children today." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was the human torch completely unaware of the things that were happening in that building? Yeah, I I did wonder that. Like, surely he knew that Giant Man was on a table. Yeah, and and then he he draws a smiley face out of flame, which is quite impressive. Yeah, but then like says even an ugly. M- like Mug has to be impressed by a stunt like this. What? Because he drew a smiley face. <laughs> and uh, then... you know what it is? I've, it's been racking my brain all day. Like in the back of my mind, what he's drawn, and he's drawn one of those potato smileys. <laughs> you mean the smiley faces? Yeah, 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 yeah. Doesn't he? Do you think that's what upsets Ben Grimm? Because <laughs> because the thing that I liked about this is. Johnny Storm, I mean, he's a bench, he's essentially being Johnny Storm and annoying and trying to cheer Ben Grimm yeah. up. And Ben Grimm obviously reacts in the way that, you know, every, everyone should in this situation and rips out part of a wall and tries to, <laughs> tries, to, tries to hit him with it, which surely that's a death, that's a death blow, isn't it? You know, <laughs> it must be. Um, I but mean, I'm, fantastic for, they're always doing stuff like this. They must yeah. have such a massive budget just for walls. <laughs> Plus, just a separate column in the spreadsheet for yeah. replacing I mean, walls. And these are Kirby walls as well, aren't they? So you, you, yeah. you just rip a chunk out and like part of it is going to be all pipes and you know some sort of ladder or boxes and all this <laughs> thing. You know, I mean, that looks like a wall that might have been important for something. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But so Ben Grimm tries to throw it at the human torch, um, which doesn't work because the human torch just sort of he just flame flame on, doesn't he? he, he, he no, he tries did. to flame on, but he can't because Sue Storm, being the the uh, fun spot that she is, covers him in oh, a force. Yeah, field. yeah. There's a panel where he's he's sort of he's got that red sort of look, hasn't he, of the classic? Yeah, uh, flaming on. But yeah, he, he is covered with a glass dome. And Sue she Storm. comes along and she tells them off. How dare you flame on in the corridor? Yeah, um, you'll burn everything down and. Yeah. Uh, the thing is like, oh, we were just like letting off some steam. Uh, no, which... Essentially, no, he was attempting GBH on one yeah. of his own team. You know. <laughs> and then Reed Richards walks out and goes, look, that was fine. Don't worry about it. We know that you've been through a lot. <laughs> yeah, we all know the strain you've been under. <laughs> Johnny Storm doesn't, it just seems to, he shrugs it off though, doesn't he? He's like, oh well, you know, never mind. That's just Ben being Ben. But then it's like, how is Giant Man? And Reed Richards says, not good. His internal organs are severely damaged. And we cut to this oh, horrific I, I love this panel. Yeah. But the thing, <laughs> I, I mean, this panel's amazing. Uh, Giant Man is, is essentially looked like a prune. The classic sort of comics where the life is being sucked out of someone. Um, and it's saying that like he's exhibiting sort of signs of decay, like his body's breaking down. But is yeah. that what he looks like now or what he will look like? That, that, that's currently how he's looking, is it? I I think it must be. He but doesn't look like that on the table. I went back and checked. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, and he doesn't. A few a few panels later, he seems to be normal. Um, and apparently, the uh, the effects of radiation also make your eyes point in different directions. <laughs> yeah, he just looks like a really old stoner, doesn't he? In that. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, you get you get the point, don't you? you get, yes. Get what's going to be He's not here. very well. Yeah. So and and basically, if they don't find someone who's uh, like they need a radiation sort of expert, it's it's not sort of Reed's area of expertise. So um, yeah, they basically just put it into the giant computer. Um, 
you know, they fa- fast forward to Google, essentially. That's what they do, and they're Googling. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they come up with uh, Dr. Walter Lankowski. Yep. Um, who, as well as having a face like a breadboard, is also <laughs> Sasquatch, isn't he? Which I, which I guess readers must know as soon as they see him. Yeah, so readers would know. If as long as they're familiar with the character, they'd know that, yeah. But the, but does but Reed doesn't know that, do they? That, no, because when he's a member of Alpha Flight, that was his secret identity. So all the Alpha Flight right. superheroes have secret identities. Nobody knows who they are, apart from Guardian, um, who is like government funded. Nobody knows who they are. Yeah, I mean, I I love the moment where um, when he's he's sort of he's introduced on the screen, and you got Reed Richards who says his work on the effects with. Um, which various forms of radiation have on the body is fascinating. And Johnny Storm replies with, we don't need a sales pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there's there's no need for that speech bubble. There's no need for Johnny Storm to say that, but no. I laughed out loud when I read it. <laughs> yeah. Um, in terms of the portrait of Dr. Langowski, I think what I'm guessing is that um, Kate, when she was on, pointed out that Walter Langowski looks a lot like... Um, Oh, what's his flipping name now? Uh, the actor who... Uh, I want to say Reed Richards. That's obviously not the actor's name. Robert Redford. So she pointed out he looks like Robert Redford. And this looks like someone intent... like tr- he was using Robert Redford as reference. And then somewhere it went wrong. <laughs> yes, yes. It's not quite right. Yeah. I mean, the, the artwork through this... I mean, obviously, I mean, it's great. I mean, I really like the artwork yeah. in this issue. It's very much a sort of Kirby-influenced artist, isn't it, really? Um, yeah. Well, because I looked this up, so for once, I've actually done some research and not just made up facts as I've gone. I'm so honored. I may as well... I'm honoured. <laughs> I may as well roll them out now. Perfect. So it was penciled by Ron Wilson, who did uh, a very long run on uh, comics with the thing in. In this one, and also the next one, which he covered on a previous episode with Bill, where um, they t- uh, thing teams up with Alpha Flight, it's inked by Chick Stone, who was Jack Kirby's inker on the Fantastic Four. Oh, right. So and I think that's where a lot of this Kirby <coughs> stuff comes in. What we, we recognise as Kirby is that it's the inker who did Kirby. Um, and I think that, and so uh, Reed Richards' eyebrows are mental. <laughs> they are yeah. crazy town, yeah. Um, and I think that's that that's that same thing. Yeah, I mean, um, but, I mean, yeah. the thing looks fantastic all the way, all the yeah. way through this issue. Um, and just after, um, I mean, back to that, back to the story. Obviously, Lang Langkowski is that Langkowski? It's quite. I've been calling him Langkowski. Is it? Lang- um, but- I think I had uh, mentally uh, deleted the K from his name for a long time. Yeah, uh, but it doesn't matter. We all know. We all know. We all know who he is. I mean, yeah. it's pretty soon we're not going to be calling him that name. Um, no. Yeah. And so you see, um, basically, the, the thing has to go off and find him. Even though he's an elusive professor, uh, things sort of says, I could be very persuasive, which is a little bit threatening for a superior to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and he pops over to see um, Giant Man one more time. And the, the panel, there's a brilliant panel where you properly see the size difference b- between them now. I mean, if you look at it quickly... <laughs> It looks like someone's got their perspective very, very badly. <laughs> um, like maybe it's a really high bed. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but no, they are that side. You know, you can just see how how 
much the thing is dwarfed by Giant Man. So you got this um, small, you know, Giant Man wishes him well and like thanks for being a good friend. Um, and thing, well, thing grumbles through the whole of this <laughs> issue. Doesn't He's he? very glumbery. Yeah, he's just very glum, isn't he? Um, so he goes and heads off to the to this Fantastic Four. They call it a plane, but I don't consider the Pogo that, plane. I don't consider that to be a plane. You know, it's Thunderbird One. Isn't it, it? It, I was about to say, if that's a plane, <laughs> Thunderbird One is a plane, isn't it? That's a rocket. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So he he takes off for Canada um, to go to the university because um, uh, Lankowski um, he normally resides at McGill University in Montreal um, so the thing heads there but when he gets there the good doctor's buggered off to the wilderness <laughs> so, um, so you know you, you get a lovely bit of dialogue with the sort of professors who clearly I mean they don't yeah. they don't really react that much to the thing walking around I mean I must say the thing isn't very tall when he's walking no through. he's not he's sort of like i don't know he looks about five eight five yeah. nine i always thought he was a, a good seven foot i think that's how he's drawn now i like him this size it yeah. sort of makes him uh like more of a brawler yeah i mean if you, if you think about it, this size is essentially probably what he was and his body's just it hasn't yeah. grown it's just morphed into the rocks isn't it really yeah. Um, yeah. But that's just something I'm just sort of noticing now because when I was reading it, I didn't. You just don't pay attention. You know, you just take it. Oh, I was yeah. just walking through university. That's fine. Um, yeah. So where Lancaster? He does look is... particularly small here, like all because yeah. he walks through a crowd of Canadian students, um, and it does look a bit like Canadian students might be giants. They're all very big and yeah. very gormless as well. They're yeah. sort of staring at him like they've never seen him before. Yeah, and they don't even know who he is. I always thought the Fantastic Four were sort of world-renowned. I always thought they were famous, but often yeah. in, in these comics, people don't know who the thing is. It's, so It's kind of like, I think, when it's convenient for people to not know. Yeah. Um, whereas like Alpha Flight, obviously, not everyone knows. They're not they're not as big a name, are they? they? Do they stick mainly to Canada unless they're needed for a crossover? Yes, I think... Uh, certainly in this, in the Marvel universe of this comic, Canada and America do not recognise each other, and they don't share any information about each other at all. They're foreign countries, nice. which is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then, uh, Thing has a conversation with uh, the blah, chairman of the prestigious biophysics department, yeah. and there's some nice little character work about um, Sasquatch in there, where it's like um, how he's being described by other people. Yeah. Yeah, because um, they say he has an annoying habit of disappearing for prolonged periods. You know, the the classic superhero thing. Mm, they yeah. always disappear at night. You know that sort of, <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, but he's he's a trifle overbearing at times, which I yeah. thought was an interesting. Um, yeah. So they all think he's a weirdo who's a bit full of himself. Which it, I mean, he, he is, is, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's pretty much cuts to uh, meanwhile, like in the mountains. Um, like the the good doctor is basically he's moping himself really you know yeah. the, the two main characters of this sort of issue are both in the dumps really because the government have just disbanded Alpha Flight that's right yeah um, so you know obviously Sasquatch was just had nothing to do until Shaman who I had no idea was called Michael Two Young Men <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm sure it's it Don't would, you start? <laughs> no, it, it it would be. I'm guessing you'd say two young men, or like be something like that. But it's clear, it's, yeah, it's two young men. Well, yes. I mean, why? 
What? I can, I, I can only hope that John Byrne did some research into like First Nations names, and that was one of the things he found. Like that, that that's an actual thing. Yeah, yeah. And not just, and that's I'm pr- like ninety percent sure that's what has happened. Yeah. I mean, there is the ten percent worry that he was just like. I'll just make up a... I mean, there may be someone with, with this name, you know, that, yeah. you know, no matter how ridiculous the name may sound, someone's probably got it. Um, but the, but when you read it these days, it seems like the sort of amusing name that they would have used in The Simpsons or something like that. Yeah. You know? And you look, yeah. you, you double take when you read it. I really... Because I've always just known him as Shaman. Yeah. Um, I mean, not that I know too much about Alpha Flight, but um, yeah, so <laughs> Michael... T- Two young men. I and the thing is, I have to say it like that. So I'm just going to call him Shaman. Um, basically, he, he's invited him off for his annual pilgrimage to the mountains. Classic. We all we all do one of them, don't we? Yes. Um, I do. Do you? Yeah, I don't tend to take biophysicists with me though, because they just stand around moping. Yeah. But there's not. It's like it's like uh, taking your like. I, I've, so, for instance, I might take my son to uh, a museum. No, no, this is a real. I took my son to a museum, and then he was bored out of his mind. We spent two hours looking at bloody ancient Greek statues, and he was so bored. Uh, and this kind of what happened with Shaman and Walter. So Shaman has taken Walter to the outdoors, and he's just he's bored. Moping. He's bored, senseless until yeah. Shaman sort of mentions that he's worried about a dark evil that will be loosed upon the world, um, which which basically makes Walter go, "Ooh." Oh, yeah, be, I'm really looking forward uh, to this, it. This could be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so... There is one, uh, again, um, because whoever wrote this would have been re- reading from the character sheet. So there's a clue here. That, cause I've never seen the character sheet for Sasquatch. But it says here, even as Walter Langowski observes the serene grandeur which surrounds him, his keen scientific mind analyzes his own reactions to it. He feels nothing. So this is sort of alluding to the fact that his Sasquatch power is actually like an evil power that he hasn't realised yet. Um, oh, so it right. must have been on it. I reckon this is a clue that it was on his character sheet from day dots. And this comic came out before Alpha Flight 1 as well. So I reckon it's always been there. Uh, and then it wasn't like revealed until uh, Alpha Flight 21 something like that so how much had Alpha Flight actually been seen in comics around this time they were introduced in the X-Men mm-hmm. and then they had a two, they were in two ish, like a two-parter in the X-Men again where they fought the Wendigo and they turned up in a bunch of like so I think prior to this I've not read it but he uh, Sasquatch and Hulk fought in an annual Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just here and there, they they turned up, um, but they were really popular. Yeah, and people were dying, like like asking for more Alpha Flight. So yeah, yeah. And now they've got a podcast. So yeah. Um, now I I have opinions on Sasquatch, but I'll save them uh, for yes. the end. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, so, so obviously, yeah, they they go off for a bit of a wonder. There's some great dialogue in here. The writing's just cracking in this issue as well. Some of the dialogue because it's it's proper bombastic, sort of needlessly over the top. Yeah, um, and that people say, what's what's this speech bubble here? You of all men should know that certain monstrous forces exist, which defy all laws of science and make a grim mockery of reason. <laughs> Ooh. If I wrote a line like that, I'd be so happy. <laughs> well, because like. 
I'm working on a comic at the moment, and I don't know how I'd fit that into a speech balloon. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, but they do, don't they? They they just yeah. do all these over the top things. It just it just works, you know. But but not too heavy. I mean, yeah, there's a bit of dialogue, but some old comics. I mean, certainly some of the Claremont stuff was really quite wordy, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. it's like a good sixty percent dialogue. Yeah, um, and I I think this, um, I think it's got a really nice balance of like a lot of dialogue, but at the same time. Yeah, it's just balanced really yeah, well, I think. Yeah. I think for me personally, this is the perfect balance of dialogue and art. Yeah. Yeah. This Cause amount. Because it, it gets to some pages later, which we'll talk about, which it just, yeah, yeah amazing stuff. But anyway, so they um, they go off for a bit of a wonder uh, the next day. They pop up a mountain, and lo and behold, they discover a long, <laughs> long lost burial site of an ancient, of the ancients. They just um, sort of walk up to it. They just walk up to it, don't they? It's, like, it's a classic mysterious cave in a mountain sort of job. Yeah. Um, oh, and then Shaman. Fa- I've started calling him Shaman instead of Shaman. I hope that's all right. I don't know what he's supposed to be called, but he finds some ancient glyphs, and yeah. he, so they don't look. That ancient, I mean, in terms of hieroglyphics, I don't think there was much research done in terms of that. It's <laughs> no. they're, they're very basic sort of. Sh- I mean, they're they're <laughs> it's, I, just... it's just IQ test shapes, isn't it? Like. <laughs> Yeah, there's not. Yeah, he hasn't spent a long. Like the artist didn't go away and research like no. hieroglyphics no. to do this. No, he just did some moon shapes. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Shaman's like, wow, it seems to be some kind of warning. And then overbearing Walter Langowski's like, no, it's rubbish. Yeah, it's just supposed to like dissuade grey robbers. Ignore yeah. it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off to get the equipment, which is probably about five miles away. And no sooner has he <laughs> disappeared, but um. Shaman, I'm going to call him Shaman, seeing as you're Good. you're doing it. Uh, yeah. um, he sort of stumbles onto a switch, which open which opens a secret door. I mean, I'm sorry, he just kicked a rock. <laughs> I mean, in terms of like hiding a secret door, anyone could have found that at any any point. It's not even hidden in the wall. He's just walking along and accidentally kicks a rock. Yeah. Um, which obviously with some with some wonderful sound effects of a creek. There's Kriak. Kriak. Uh, a hidden chamber. So naturally, um, he goes off to investigate it, um, yeah. which <laughs> he, he comes across an ancient chamber that fills his eyes with wonder, um, because it's it's full of really brightly coloured heads. <laughs> 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 These giant statues. Um, but no, this is basically the sac- the sacred tomb of the ancient shamans, shamans. Sharp. Yeah, whatever <laughs> yeah. they are um yeah so he's, uh, ba- again, he's basically happy like, i've said how much i like the art but this was um just draw some indian stuff and he knows that indian people uh, like first nations made bowls and they might have made statues yeah i mean and so there's loads of bowls and, and in terms of statues the statues are just sort of like big heads big heads they're, they're not like because what i would do uh, as someone who spends too much time, I'd go away and try and like research specific tribes and yeah. like to try and recreate their stuff, and th- that's not what's happened here. I mean, the coloring does something strange on this as well, um, because if they're stone statues, I maybe would have just like done them as like grey stone, but they're all yeah. coloured like skin tones. It just looks, <laughs> it just looks like a bunch of giant decapitated. <laughs> <laughs> um, but obviously, Shaman's like he's he's happy to be there. He's, he's found yeah. it. Meanwhile, obviously, uh, back at camp, 
which must have been several miles because you can see the mountain in the background. He's, <laughs> you know, he's left his friend about five miles away, five to ten miles away. Um, so he and sort of as he's wondering what's got his friend so spooked, he spots a plane in the air. Which, as we said, it's not a it's not a plane; it's more a rocket. No. Um, and uh, he immediately thinks that this is may be the threat that um, he was yeah. wor- he was worried about. His friend was worried about. Um, so, so as the plane is landing, um, right in front of him, so you know they obviously camp in a very wide open area, and he sees the thing getting out. Um, so Sasquatch thinks, "Oh, could he be the menace?" So naturally, he goes off and uh, has a whole page transformation. Yeah, um, which is um, which is quite a it's a it's a sort of classically old school sort of comic book page, isn't it? Really. Yeah, but, and you don't ever see it. Uh, I think this is the only place you see him transform slowly, other than his origin, which was very like very abstract. Yeah. Um, this is the first time you, I think this is the only time I can think of where you see him slowly change Hulk style. Really. To Sasquatch, yeah. Which involves him getting naked, sitting cross-legged, and just yeah. basically um, forcing himself <laughs> to become <laughs> giant and hairy and orange. Um, yeah, but you, you of course get the classic sort of Marvel sort of descriptions of mm. of, of someone turning, and until he is no longer Doctor Walter Lankowski, he is Sasquatch, um, which makes him look monstrous. And then there's like a thought bubble, <laughs> yeah, where, which immediately makes him seem like quite an intelligent. A normal man, <laughs> um, but because of the transformation, he's a little weak, which um, which does sort of play into it a bit later. Yes, because um, no sooner as he transformed, uh, Ben Grimm sort of uh, he, who's turned up, he's walking around for a bit. I'm guessing he's lost because Ben Grimm gets tired as well. They <laughs> basically the two main people in this. They're depressed and they get tired easily. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the uh, thing has been flying around all of. Like across all of the forest, looking for a nuclear physicist, and then, <laughs> which is amazing, yeah, manages to get close enough that, uh, yeah. So then, as he's walking around moaning to himself in his head, yeah, um, Sasquatch just sort of <laughs> turns up, walks up behind him, and says, "Good afternoon, Mister Grimm. I trust you're enjoying your afternoon constitutional." <laughs> yeah, I, I love, I'd love that. Because he's like, he just seems like the most jovial person ever. <laughs> it's, just, it's, I mean, it's the start of what is essentially a very passive-aggressive conversation, um, yeah. where they're not quite sure what's, you know, Ben uh, Grimm doesn't know what to make of him. Walter Langowski does not talk like an English gentleman, <laughs> like when he's like an overbearing eccentric genius. Well, how does he normally, is... How does he normally talk when he's Sasquatch? Is he? Does he always talk like? He's always like friendly and like uh, enjoy. Yeah, so he talks like Walter Langowski. So he's like a bit overbearing, but he's having a lovely time. But he's not as polite as this. So this is like dialogue from uh, Oscar Wilde. I mean, it start it starts off polite, but then the tension does immediately ratchet up. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Ben Grimm says, "Now, suppose you tell me who you are and how you know my name." Actually, I prefer to ask the questions. Uh, you know, if this was like I don't know Trisha, you'd be like, "Oh, it's about to kick off. <laughs> oh, it's getting tense." Um, but no sooner has that happened, it cuts back to Shaman, who gets a lot more of this story than I thought would have. I mean, he was yeah. a, he was a sort of a, a pleasant surprise to see in it. 
Um, yes. Because he's not on the cover in any way, shape or form. No. He, and he is, his sole role in this game <clears throat> is to do a shaman, which is to think he's being wise and stoic and following traditions or doing something for the great good and is actually just ruining everyone's lives. Is that is that what he does then? Um, yeah. So, and I don't think it's on. Pur- I don't think writers do it on purpose. But it's very, very rare for Sharma to do anything which does not have catastrophic consequences for somebody else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is proved here because he, he, fi- he fi- finds the ancient burial site of the uh, ancient shamans, and then gets possessed and opens up. Well. And I mean, it, it, does it say he's possessed? He just sort of walks towards it. He just can't stop himself walking towards it. He's he's in. No, he he talks like that. He says, "Suddenly, I I feel so strange, as if my very will was being stripped from me. Something is drawing me towards that ornately carved urn. Uh, An t- overpowering aura of evil surrounds this ancient artifact. Yet I cannot stop myself. I must open it." And he'd he get absolutely his... murdered in court, though, wouldn't he? That would never <laughs> stand up as any kind of defence. Oh, I could, I Why did help. you open the ancient urn? I just <laughs> couldn't help it. I just couldn't help it. I, I felt the ancients <laughs> calling to me. <laughs> I must open it. You know, he's basically that. He just can't leave it. He's he's the person who's got to press a red button, hasn't he? He just can't yeah. leave anything alone. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's always one. I mean, it's basically, it's a, he's just a massive plot device. Which, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he opens up large clay pot and releases... Now, how would you say this? Ranark the Ravager? Ranark, yeah. Ranark. I think that's the most aggressive way to say it. It has to be, yeah. isn't it? And uh, when he come, when he appears, he doesn't look that much different to Shaman or Shaman. No. <clears throat> um, it was very... Because, obviously, the the next one to this, Ranark still... Um, spoilers for the end of this issue, but he's still active in the next issue. Mm. And uh, Bill was like, I don't know why Shaman's so big and got no clothes on. I was like, no, that's a different character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh dear oh dear yeah. yeah um i noticed when he first turns up he's got one hand that's got claws and he's got one normal hand is that something i didn't notice it anywhere i don't think that is an actual because there is a later on we see both his hands next to each other and they're normal mm. massive hands yeah so yeah um but what this moment uh Ranark appears and laughs and his laugh um, shakes the ground, which leads to the funniest moment of the entire <laughs> issue. Um, because even though they're five miles away, the ground is shaking, and Sasquatch essentially um, he he almost he stumbles forward and almost falls on top of Ben Grimm, which yeah. um, Ben Grimm t- takes as he's l- lunging towards. He thinks he's <laughs> lunging towards him, so he reacts. Um, he does the wisest thing possible and punches him. <laughs> so, so I mean, basically, if, if anyone, st- if if you see so- anyone walking towards you and they accidentally stumble, just give them a right hook, and that's yeah. <laughs> sort of things out. We're halfway through the comic now. This is exactly yeah. halfway. We're on the staples. Yeah, and this is and when they put the foot on the accelerator, don't they? In terms of the comic. Yeah, but everything leading up to this point has been just setting up a way to make Sasquatch fall over very slightly. <laughs> yes! Yeah. And they, they even put, like, shadow on him, you know, so he looks even menacing. A bit more menacing, A little yeah. bit more menacing. As I mean, he doesn't look like he's going to attack Ben Grimm. <laughs> I don't know what Ben Grimm was thinking. But, um, yeah, so, and then this begins the classic, I mean, the, the whole 
fight is about a misunderstanding, which is always the trope that Marvel always do, isn't it? You know, t- yeah. two two heroes that don't know each other. Um, I mean, but it's the politest misunderstanding. Like, <laughs> yeah. the, it's the politest fight. Like they're constantly saying. Like, I really respect you. I don't want to hurt you. And then, like, hitting each other in the face with a rock. Yeah, or like, hey, what are you going to do with that tree? I'm going to use it to beat some manners. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, the, the, this fight, for five pages, they literally just hammer each other yeah. while sort of, like, throwing rocks at each other. And they're, they're, they were both tired before the fight even started. So I, I would imagine this would be the slowest fight ever. It would be like the tail end of, uh, you know, They Live... I've not seen it. I'm oh, 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 there's a classic fight scene with Roddy Piper and Keith David. It goes on for you've probably heard about it. It's the longer, you know, huge sort of fist fight. But by the end, they've just got no energy and they're just really slowly hitting each other. <laughs> I would imagine this fight would be like that because you know they, they just throw everything at each other. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, somehow they they managed to do manage to put dialogue in every single panel, even though they're like smashing yeah. each other. So. Um... Uh, and through it, Sasquatch is saying, like, he's either boasting about how clever he is or that he used to be an American footballer. And the thing is saying, no, you're rubbish. Yeah. that That's generally it. But, I mean, Sasquatch's plan is to knock the thing out so that they can have a polite conversation after <laughs> he wakes up. Yeah. That's the plan. Um and the thing's plan is just to keep fighting to prove that he can keep fighting. Yeah. That's yeah. the plan that they both have. Yeah. It works spectacularly because, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all it's all done with sort of like speech bubbles and thought bubbles as well. Um, and I, it's very interesting that Sasquatch is kind of thinking one thing but saying another. You know, it's clearly like, oh, I'm knackered. Huh, is that all you've got? You know that kind of thing. It's yeah, yeah. It's that sort of fight. Um, it's just brilliant because Ben Grimm just—he's just stubborn as hell. He just doesn't doesn't give up. I mean, yeah. I will say, um, well, who were you rooting for? Obviously, you know that this fight is not going to have a winner because these sort of fights never do. But who who were you on the side of? <laughs> um, I'll be honest. I just wanted the two of them to. Uh, no, wait. Just one of them to say, "Hang on, why are we fighting? Can we just clarify why we're hitting each other?" But there's only one person that would have done that, and it wouldn't have been Ben Grimm, would it? <laughs> no. Um. So. I mean, Ben Grimm. Yeah. Essentially, he's he's constantly being told, "Oh, I'm you know, I was playing all. I was an all pro football player, and like you know, Ben Grimm. I like, can change to human whenever I wish. Yeah. <laughs> he says that, and I don't think he realizes how what a raw nerve that's touching. Yeah. Yeah, and like Ben Grimm's like, okay, you're bigger, stronger, talk better than me, and play pro ball. There must be something I can beat you at. So he just keeps fighting him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, although Sasquatch is still having none of it. So this fight continues, but while they're doing this, um, Shaman and and Ranark, they're they're having their own sort of fight, as it were. It's not really much of a fight, though, is it? It's just Ranark sort of threatening, basically telling his backstory to Shaman <laughs> before sort of knocking him to the side and then disappearing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and um, he goes into Shaman's mind to figure out what the world is like now that he's woken up and he sees um, cities, he sees people going to work and he sees pollution and he shouts, no, <laughs> uh, <Nicely done. laughs> 
thanks um humanity is uh an abomination it must be uh, the world is an abomination it must be purified yeah. so he's like proper old school baddie ultron style humans yeah. are the baddies now let's go and kill all of them yeah yeah and uh yeah so you know not to 60 in just a matter of panels yeah. So he, he decides... And then we get a panel of Shaman and it says, Shaman shudders. He's already seen these visions of death and destruction. That's right. He saw them before he went looking for the tomb. Maybe there's a clue there. Um, uh, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, maybe when he had that premonition, maybe he should have yeah. not carried on doing what he was doing. Basically, like, if Shaman sort of knew what was good for him, I mean, he had all these terrible premonitions, but he just thought sort of, he should just stay at home on Xbox Live, shouldn't he? That's essentially what he should do. He should it... go back to work as a doctor. There are people who need hip operations, and he's not do- doing them. He's a Marvel doctor. You know they can't have a normal career. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, this I mean this bloke just opens up pots willy-nilly. I don't want him <laughs> diagnosing me with anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. we do trust This him. man's got a strange cut. I can't help but try and open it further. <laughs> to see what's in there oh god <laughs> i only had a cold <laughs> yeah so um obviously Renard realizes how useless shaman is and decides to he's off to what's it uh, he's going to cleanse this planet of life and begin anew yes as, as you do yeah um so but meanwhile sasquatch and the thing are still smashing lumps out of each other um, yeah. And they're, but they're both like they're almost at the end now to the point where their dialogue they're just saying fall to you, <laughs> like Sasquatch <laughs> is just telling Thing to just stay down, stay down. But of course, yeah. Thing won't. Um, and he does one a classic panel um, that that he gives him a sort of left left hook, yeah, and with a cabwalk. Oh, what an amazing sound effect! That is. <laughs> um, that's a classic sort of like comic book punch, though, doesn't it? He does that, yeah. Um, which sends Sasquatch sort of falling backwards. Um, but he's still on. He still gets up to his feet, and they're just about to keep going. I don't know how they would because they've both got sort of wobbly knees, etc. And Ranark appears from the ground. He blasts through the ground beneath, beneath them, sort of stands majestically, evil for a bit. Just looks at them, um, so the good guys can get a good glimpse at this tall man in a loincloth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then he just flies off. Yeah, um, off to um, ravage the planet, as he says. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. So, and and then with the last three panels, obviously the thing and Sasquatch, they put aside their differences. Um, you know, it just took one page for them to decide. Now let's stop now. Even though they had about eight pages of like just beating each other. Yeah. But now they're going to put aside their differences. They must now try and stop a god gone mad. Um. So, and that's when it says the action's just beginning. Be here next issue when the thing teams up with the power of Alpha Flight. That's so I'm right. guess I'm guessing the rest of the team turn up. Um, yeah, most of them. Some of them don't, but um, who turns up? Guardian, and he might still be called Vindicate at this point. But we know James Hudson and Northstar and Aurora turn up. Um, and yeah, and they they find a way to beat Ranark eventually. So after it, what, he destroys it, Ottawa, I think it's Ottawa. It's what? one of those big cities. He just fucks what? It up. What? And everyone in it. Yeah, so I mean, one of the things that the heroes do is evacuate the city. Ah, right. Um, it's a big, it's a big fight. You'd think it'd be referenced more, but no, it's not. It's fine. 
That's is the it, best way, I think. Is it just done in like one issue then, or is there another couple of issues after this? Or is it... No, the, yeah, there's the next one of the Alpha Flight, and after that he meets somebody else. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, that was the issue. I mean, it was very much a lot of setup, and then just a lot of fighting. Lots of punching. Yeah, lots of punching. Um, yeah. So, it... what did you like about it? Um, well, I think that the shorter list is what didn't I like about it. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, looking at some of these sort of old comics, this this one is is the sort of like old classic comic that I like to read. Do you know what I mean? You, you've got yeah. this the classic. Um, when the cliches worked brilliantly, do you know what I mean? I mean, I, I found yeah. it, I found it funny reading it through. Obviously, if you were a kid, you wouldn't, you know, you'd be taking it on face value, I guess, at the time. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's got a real charm about it. Um, and seeing how they get to, because we all know what the issue is about. It's about the thing and Sasquatch meeting up and having yes. a fight. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do. I was quite pleased that there was more of a story around it. Um, you know that whole thing with Ranark. I, I didn't know it was going to go in that sort of direction, which which although it doesn't tie into their fight, uh, no. But but by the end of this issue, I mean I want to read the next one. Do you know what I mean I I do want to see yeah. what what happens in the next one, which is kind of what you need with the comic book. Um, in terms of, I mean the, I love the art all the way through. I yeah, I really enjoy the art. Yeah, yeah. There's something really old fashioned. This is eighty two. So yeah. But the art looks like it was in the sixties, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it does have that sort, of, especially um, the sort of line. You know, there's not speed lines as such, but like when um, like Sasquatch swings a tree, and there's all these motion lines everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, and there are backgrounds as well. You know, I mean, even though they're they're kind of surrounded by trees, but yeah. you know, there is there's a lot of work that goes into it, and like there's not there's not a wasted panel in it, is there really? There isn't no, and it's nicely bombastic as well. So, yeah. and I think that comes through, um, especially in the inking. There's something that he's managed to a trick he's managed to pull off with the line work, mm. which makes things bigger than they are. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, totally. Yeah. I mean, the, the, uh, it's also it's a fight that's all about big actions, isn't it? This isn't this. It's not two quick heroes. It's not Spider-Man fighting Daredevil or something. It's not an acrobat sort of fight. This yeah. is too like real heavy hitters just throwing everything at each other and and just every panel like they're, they're connecting with each other as well which i which i loved yeah um i mean the the dialogue that they say during the fight is quite amusing through the whole thing you know i was reading it with a big <laughs> smile on my face this this whole issue i would say that maybe the when it cut back to the sort of the ranark sort of bits mm. or, or the or the shaman bits i was less interested in those bits no, um, I, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, because they, they, I mean, that bit feels a bit more formulaic, mainly, you know, because it, it seems like the sort of thing that they've, they've done in quite a few sort of Marvel, sort of things, isn't it? Someone, someone opens up a, something, and oh, there's a bad guy, and now everyone yeah. has to has to defeat them. Um, I mean, I wasn't that impressed with Ranark's design. Um, I know he, he obviously looks, he looks like Shaman, but the rest of it wasn't really. No. no. So what's he got? He's got some bracelets and a loincloth and yeah. some sort of uh, very simple painting on his chest. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, and a feather in his headband. Yeah. So but yeah, that's that's the design. Yeah. But I don't know. There's something, uh, you know, God of War, Kratos. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember watching 
this is back when I had the patience to watch back behind the scenes stuff about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but behind the scenes of the first game, and the director kept on telling the designers to make him more brutal, more Greek every time. And uh, what I basically ended up was with someone with like no clothes on, like just, like Kratos <laughs> right. is just like it's brutal because he's just like stripped down. I can't, he's just got like some sort of pants on his knee. Yeah. But um, there's not a lot to the design, and that's kind of what Ranark is here, and it works better in the next issue, right. where he's in a city and there's people like they don't understand why there's a gigantic naked man hurling like energy bolts at them. Well, who would? There's something in Congress about which I think in that respect works, yeah. Um, and I quite like. Yeah. And also, he's a good antidote to some of the like the mega baddies you get who are like very designed like. Uh, Ultron, so I'm just thinking of ones that I've read in Team Ups recently. So, Ultron or Modok or someone like that, where there's a lot of design gone into making them look a certain way. Yeah. Whereas this one's really stripped back and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Primal. Yeah, true. Yeah. No, no I can see what you mean. I mean, it's, it's more, think about it, it's more in keeping with what the character is supposed to come from. Um, mm. You know, because uh, um, he's supposed to be. From that similar sort of heritage, is he? Is he sort of shamans? It's it's shamans ancients, isn't it? So yeah, he's he's from that sort of background. So um, I think may I think maybe it probably would have been fixed if he had a sort of more of a sort of headpiece. Do you know what I mean? Because I think yeah, I mean that his head is pretty much just shaman, isn't it? <laughs> so yeah, that's um, right. And yeah, and that that does become a problem. Yeah. Um, especially since uh, the page numbers aren't on this, which is frustrating. But there's one page, there's a nine-panel grid where um, Ranark reads Shaman's Mind. Yes, yes. That one. And then on the next one, you've got one reaction shot of Shaman. And, but his is that face... Shaman? Yeah, exactly, that's what I mean. So that's Shaman thinking about how badly things have gone. But because it's positioned he's got in the top same left, color, he's got the same color headband as well, hasn't he? Oh no, has Ranark got a They are different colors, um, but there's mm. not there's not a lot there to tell the difference between yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I mean, I mean, that's something you could pick up, you could pick apart. Do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I certainly, I mean, I'm, I will say when I read this issue for the first time, none of, none of those sort of bits stood out to me because it was just it's just a fun comic, isn't it? Just yeah. just from beginning to end. I mean. Getting onto Sasquatch, I have never liked Sasquatch, never. Oh right. Um, he is a character that um, <laughs> ever since I saw him, I just did not like the design of him. Um, but I mean, I don't. He's know whether... impossible to draw. He's so difficult to draw. I mean, I mean the cover. He's he's pretty wonderfully done on the cover with all the shadows mm. and everything. But the fact that he's got that weird sort of hairy sporran. It's <laughs> really oh that that that, that is distasteful. Yeah. It's always made me uncomfortable. There's no, <laughs> no need for it, but I've never been a fan of the shape of his head. Yeah. Um. I mean, I must. You know, if if I'm the positives about it, you never saw any other characters that look like him. <laughs> um. I mean, he is an original. Um, yeah. But but still, when he first turns up to look at. Ben then says good afternoon Mr. Grimm I just yeah. turn around and probably start laughing if I was yeah. Ben Grimm I know exactly what you mean yeah um, he look. It, yes he looks I tell you what in that one where he says good afternoon Mr. Grimm he looks like a He-Man figure 
Oh. Not a human character, but yeah. he looks like a human figure. Yeah. Yeah, he um, completely looks like a human. It's like someone stripped Beast Man from the He Man. That's right, comics. yeah. Um, I mean, the, the first panel, just after he transforms, I think the first panel, the reveal of Sasquatch, is probably the best he's drawn in the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still looks to me that artists don't enjoy drawing that bit of hair around his crotch. <laughs> I no. mean, I, I hate to keep going back to that, but your eyes are drawn to it. It is <laughs> what it is. Your eyes are completely drawn to it, and you're like, oh, no need. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I know. I know, he's I, know esse- I know he's essentially naked, and if you think about that, he's just a naked superhero. <laughs> he's just a big, <laughs> hairy, naked man. Um, yeah. But so- um, One thing they haven't drawn in is that he's supposed, to, I think he's supposed to have that fur on both sides. So he's supposed to have a front one and a back one, and they haven't drawn the back one in. Um, they've okay. just given him sort of a, a cleft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my word! Um, yeah, so obviously I had my reservations with Sasquatch. Yeah, um, just from a visual standpoint. Um, so I thought, well, I don't know, but I don't know anything about the character. You know, I certainly don't know, you know, the sort of person he is. Maybe the, the way he's written. But this issue did nothing to endear me to him. I just thought, <laughs> oh, I do not like Walter. You're st- you're still my least favourite Alpha Fly character. <laughs> oh, no, he's one of my favourites. Um, and because I think he was the first, in terms of my reading of Alpha Fly, he was the first member of Alpha Fly that I read stories of. Right. So the first one I read was when he fights the, the Super Scroll. Um, and so, yeah, I was just like, Wow, this I really like the fact that there's a big superhero who enjoys punching things mm. and uh, laughs. He's he, he's always got a grin on. Yeah, um, he's got less and, of a grin and, in this uh, issue. He's always he always yeah. looks a little bit miserable. I mean, he is more likable when he's Sasquatch than when he's a human. He he seems like someone that's more comfortable being a giant like monster yeah. than being a sort of moping professor. Yes, uh, and in terms of things which I don't like about this is uh, I like it and don't like it, but the way that Walter has been drawn um, is is always a bit wonky. Like n- nothing else is in the comic; everything else is fine. But there's something about Walter, like in some some um, panels, he's got a massive chin, like yeah. huge, and in others, his eyes are wonky. And his hairline sort of does different things is the yeah um, um yeah and his glasses are they see they don't change design and in one panel i think the the penciler um has drawn his eyes so that there's a shadow above the eyes because he's being lit from below by a fire yeah it looks like the Inca got the eyes and the shadows the wrong way around. So his eyes are really far up his face. Yes. Yeah. I totally see what you mean. Yeah. Mm. I mean, most of the time, there's a couple of panels when you see him sort of from behind and they've drawn the glasses on. But the rest of the time, it looks like the Inca has added the glasses on afterwards. <laughs> like, like, do you know what I mean? No. It, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, because yeah. they're not. It, it, I think it's almost like the penciler has drawn them without the glasses, and then the ink has just taken a big pen, like you would with a photo <laughs> if you wanted to vandalize a photo. Um, yeah. Because there's because there's no there's no sort of reflection. You know, there's no sort of details to any of the glasses, are there? It's just a big black line on. Now his that face. you've said that, I can't unsee it. Yeah. 
it, it's, it's, it looks really obvious to me now that they've just been yeah especially on the top. page um i think the first time i sort of noticed that was the page just as ben Grimm arrives um as and he looks up um walter's yeah. looking up and that very much looks like and no, no the bottom right of that page the bottom right yeah. of that page those glasses weren't there when they penciled it there's yeah. no chance those glasses were there when they penciled it um yeah, but that's that's the beauty of old comics, wasn't it? They they can do yeah. things like that. Um, but no, no, it was, a, it was a great issue. It was a, a good sort of fun Marvel team up. You know, I think I could I could jump into it and and get everything from it. I did really like the page two, the catch up. Yeah. Um, as odd, odd as that may sound, I mean, sometimes from a narrative standpoint, those sort of things can be a bit laborious. You know, oh, I need to get caught up on this. Yeah, because um, it's a bit like, and then this happened, and then yeah. this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and now here we are. Yeah, but, it, it but this it. one is more natural. I think. Yeah. I think you're right. It, do, it does it in a matter of like six, seven panels, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it, it doesn't. It doesn't really sort of hover on it. But yeah, no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, when you sent this one to me, because I, I think I probably would have. Uh, would have enjoyed this more than like an alpha flight issue that was kind of in the middle of an arc. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that that totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now I get that. Yeah. Sorry, as you were talking, I hope you don't mind. I got distracted because outside, two cats had the most almighty fight. <laughs> I just heard this like wailing, horrific witch scream, and then realised it must be cats. Or there's a horrific witch screaming outside my house. Right, One maybe, of the two. maybe. But then, then again, you do live in a gingerbread house. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um... Which does nothing <laughs> for, for diabetes. Um, <laughs> did you actually, uh, with this comic, did you actually um, read any of the letters? No, I didn't. Because it, um, I, I was talking about Lived this the other night. Um, if I get to any expansive text in a comic, I usually just skip straight past it. Um, I'm, I'm normally like that, and that's the problem when I, I reach like a prose section in a lot of like yeah. comics, and they're yeah. they're probably amazing, but they're just so I don't know. I just can't get my head around them a lot of the time. Do you know what I mean? My, no. Normally, when I'm reading a novel, that's when I read my prose, and when I read a comic, I just stick to the sequential stuff. This is exact. I was um, at Shoe Lane Comic Forum the other night and um, said the exact same thing. So I was talking about um, Tintin and how much I enjoyed King Otica's oh, no, how I didn't really enjoy King Otica's Scepter very much. Mm. Um, and then someone was like, "Oh yeah, but it's got that amazing piece of world building halfway through where they like they've done like a pamphlet explaining the country." I was like, mm. "Oh yeah, I didn't read that at all." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, and the thing is, those sort of things they should I don't know I think they should be an extra rather than something that you need to read. Yeah. Because um, it, it, like like you, it, it sort of takes me out of it. It really slows down the momentum. I mean, I, I looked at this letters, but I didn't read all the letters page. But there was one tiny one that stuck out to me, which made me laugh. Hmm. Um, Dear boys, Marvel two in one number seventy five <laughs> featured the Thing, the Avengers, Annihilus, Blastar, the Super Adaptoid, the Fantastic Four, and Jarvis. No wonder my head's still dizzy. Uh, <laughs> that's from Michael Zeitke. The re- and the response was, Michael, are you telling us that you like the issue, or it made you sick? <laughs> I was like, oh, touche, touche. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they because uh, often in letters pages you get quite a lot of opinion, and in this, it's a lot of these letters are just like two lines. Yeah, 
Um, so Marvel 2 and 176 featuring Iceman. Sheer perfection has seen no better issue. Thank you. Someone took the effort to go to the post office to send that. Yeah. I mean, you look at the letters and they're more like emails than letters, aren't they? Because they're so sort of short, really. <laughs> they're tweets. Yeah. Oh, God. Especially <laughs> <laughs> if you just did tweets, that'd be a, that'd be a tire fire. But, um, um, and also, Bill, so the bottom right, the, the last letter on the letters page, from Bill Hall, <laughs> PO Box 23. Um, the best line in issue number 77 was, Wahoo, it's clobbering time, which I'm pretty sure is a line that features in every comic with the thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, he did mention a line um, that made me laugh. Uh, the thing's got some great lines in this during a fight. Um, where is it? Ah, that's it. I still don't know why this overgrown Wookiee attacked me, <laughs> but I'll find out once I cream him. Yeah. Um, uh, I like that little Wookiee thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's clearly, yeah. you know, Star Wars is fresh in the mind of everyone. And I also like the fact that Thing has travelled into the negative zone. He's been to outer space. I mean, he he's an astronaut and he still watches Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe he's one of those guys that just uses pop cultural references and don't doesn't really <laughs> doesn't understand. Doesn't really them. understand them. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Wow, this guy's a proper Madonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was it was a good issue though. Very. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I I like looking at um, just marvelling at the adverts as well. When you look at an old comic, there's a lot of adverts in this one. There's though. a lot of adverts, um, and they're usually across two pages as well yeah I mean it does do they actually break up a fight it does you get a two page spread just after the thing has ripped out a piece of wall and is about to kill the human torch with it <laughs> um, so that would be a bit of a cliffhanger if you were a yeah. kid but yeah but blimey I guess, I guess I never really thought about it when I was I mean as you get older you just sort of think oh comics are so full of you know you get a print comic and yeah. the adverts oh there's so many adverts in this comic but there's always been adverts in comics hasn't it there, yeah there have but I if I had been reading this when I was a kid, I'd have definitely like wanted to like get my mum or dad to write a check in dollars oh, yeah. for some of this stuff. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> I used to Can look... you imagine. Yeah. I mean I mean who who doesn't want what have they got here? Oh oh there's a little one and they're all like classified ads as well, aren't they? Like comic book collecting, America's secret hobby. <laughs> really? Send three dollars and we'll send you the secret of comic book collecting. Yep, yep, amazing. The stamp adverts is amazing, um, and then you get the classic, the BJ and the bear. The one thing that's more fun than watch, watching it, building it. Um, and for someone who has no, <laughs> has no concept of, I mean, I, I've heard of the show BJ and the Bear, but I've heard of it, and that's as far as it goes. That made me laugh out loud, so I knew I was in for a good time. Really. <laughs> Um, yeah, so no, no. This at least quite... they, none of them are comics. Until there's one, because what you often get in these old ones is the advert is a comic, and unless you're really paying attention, sometimes you wonder why Captain Marvel is fighting a flea. <laughs> oh God! What you mean in flea bargaining? Yes. Um, where in the end, calm down, everyone, because in the end, they're all saved thanks to some ingenious flea bargaining and these <laughs> hostess Twinkies cakes. Oh dear. Oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, when Amy's read comic, like I've given comics for Amy to read, and she's like, "Is this character? They don't do a lot in this comic. Is, are they do they appear in the next issue?" I'm like, "No, that's an advert. It's literally an advert." <laughs> um, yeah, 
Right. So um, I think we've covered this comic. I think we've talked about it. Oh, sorry. One <coughs> thing which I didn't like about this yeah. is that they haven't drawn enough hair on Sasquatch. So he doesn't look hairy enough. That's that's my one thing. He's quite smooth, isn't he? He's quite smooth. <laughs> um, and I don't like a smooth Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but right, so other than that, I think we've covered it. Um, yeah. Thank you very much for coming, for coming on. No, um, thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. I like what you've done with the place. It's very nice. Um, well, I've eaten the interior walls, so it's open plan now. Oh. My gingerbread house. Oh, right. It, there's There's a lovely sort of like beehive kind of look and now now i see it's just because you've eaten through the first layer of um the walls yeah um <laughs> sorry beehive is not in like the corner shop beehive don't be is a that... hi- don't be a hipster gareth you're better than that come on no but th- i'm not beehive <laughs> is a shop isn't it i haven't just made it up be wise is a sh- is beehive a shop I don't know. There probably is a shop called Beehive. Look, I read comics and I draw comics. I don't go outside. You know this. Oh, no, it's like... It's not a, a good shop. It's like... Um, a Happy Shopper-style shop. What? Called Beehive? I've made that up. I've like, have I? Uh, Listeners, if any of you have heard <laughs> of the retail chain Beehive, then uh, please let me know so that I don't think I've gone insane. Oh. Um Right. Thank you, Vince. If people want to find you uh, on the internet after this, where could they do that? Um, yeah, if they do the old Twitter, they can follow me on uh, there at Jester Diablo. Um, and yeah, that's where I post up my artwork and my comic stuff. And uh, yeah, like I say, I also do the Awesome Comics podcast, which you can find at awesomecomics.podbean.com, which Gareth has been on a couple of times. So. Yeah, twice. I was very excited. Um uh, <laughs> Not as excited as I was to come onto your show. That's really nice of you to say, but I don't believe you. Um, if anybody wants to find me on the internet, it's uh, G-R-T-H-I-N-K, spelled Gerthink, and that's Twitter, and it's Gareth at Gerthink.com, and Gerthink.com is my website, which I was thinking about today, because I haven't actually looked at it for a long time, and I desperately need to make it look better than it does. Um, so don't go there for like a week, and I'll, I'll sort it out. <laughs> Um, yeah. and um, yeah that's it I think there, there's one thing I, uh, before we go before we mm. let these people go on with their lives I do need to ask you Gareth that competition to win a Columbia 10 speed Formula 10 racer do you think that's still applicable because I was thinking about applying um, I think you could give it a go yeah I, it says details inside I don't know where though um, have you found there, there, there's a small, there's a small ad in here somewhere. I, t- I tell you what, prize we'll... drawing? No, I found it. They're giving away bikes that month. Oh. oh um, well, just... It hasn't actually got a closing date on it though. Oh no, it has. Drawing will end the week of January fourth, nineteen eighty-two. So I was one years old when that drawing closed. Now you're just making me feel old. <laughs> so not, not only do I feel old, but now I can't even win a bike. Oh, why do I even bother sorry. with this show? Unbelievable. Maybe um, the wholesale collectors comics in North Hollywood. Maybe they're still open. Mm. Maybe, or or you know, I could always go check out Beehive. Um. Oh God, that's going to haunt me now. <laughs> Look, pal, you called me Jeff at the beginning, so. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, right, thank you very much, everybody, for listening, and I hope you'll join me again on another episode of Alpha Podcast. Goodbye. Bye.